If your toddler has been diagnosed with autism or is waiting for a diagnosis, you're going to want to pay attention for the next 60 seconds. Happy Ladders is parent-led early autism therapy that empowers you, the parent, to teach your toddler essential developmental skills through play. Studies have shown that the parent-led model is highly effective while eliminating frustration over long wait lists or the worry about losing precious developmental time, all without the disruption of people coming into your home. Happy Ladders includes activities that target 150 essential developmental skills every toddler needs, as well as assessments in four different developmental areas. There's also an exclusive community of parents just like you and professional coaching to ensure success for both you and your toddler. To learn more, get a free trial, and take advantage of an exclusive limited-time offer for my listeners, visit happyladders.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-A-D-D-E-R-S. Use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 50% off the monthly membership. Plus, get a free one-on-one session as well as access to the Tantrums and Meltdown mini course. This is a limited time offer, so act now. If your toddler has been diagnosed with autism or is waiting for a diagnosis, you're going to want to pay attention for the next 60 seconds. Happy Ladders is parent-led early autism therapy that empowers you, the parent, to teach your toddler essential developmental skills through play. Studies have shown that the parent-led model is highly effective while eliminating frustration over long wait lists or the worry about losing precious developmental time, all without the disruption of people coming into your home. Happy Ladders includes activities that target 150 essential developmental skills every toddler needs, as well as assessments in four different developmental areas. There's also an exclusive community of parents just like you and professional coaching to ensure success for both you and your toddler. To learn more, get a free trial, and take advantage of an exclusive limited-time offer for my listeners, visit happyladders.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-A-D-D-E-R-S. Use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 50% off the monthly membership. Plus, get a free one-on-one session as well as access to the Tantrums and Meltdown mini course. This is a limited time offer, so act now. Hey, what's up, folks? Uh, My name is Rob Gorski, and you're listening to the Autism Dad podcast. Uh, I I know this is outside of the norm Uh, for me. I usually um, release episodes every Friday, and and I just released one yesterday. Uh, At the time of recording, it's about 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on March 14th. And what I wanted to do was address a few of the questions that that uh, that I have had uh, sent to me about how I'm preparing my kids for the COVID-19 or the coronavirus pandemic uh, and what we're doing to sort of stay safe and, um, and you know, how, how do we how do we do that in a way that doesn't drive them crazy and doesn't drive me crazy? You don't want to overreact. But you have to take this very, very seriously. This is a very serious situation, and uh, we have to make sacrifices and we have to make drastic changes to our life. And anytime you do something like that to the life of a child with autism, it can be met with resistance. It, it will most often be met with resistance. Um, kids on the spectrum, they don't like change. They like their routine. They like everything to be uh, the same. And in order to manage this situation, we have to change a lot of what we were doing. Uh, schools have been shut down. Um, you know, we have no plans on leaving the house unless it's absolutely necessary. Uh, and at this point, it's only going to be once a week, and that's to uh, drive to the school and pick up schoolwork that they're passing out um, uh, to the kids while uh, school is uh, shut down. Um one of the reasons why I am personally so worried uh, about this, I, I you know I understand that eighty plus percent of people who are infected 
have very mild symptoms and, and that they, they recover. Um, but if you have someone in your life who is at high risk, like, uh, my oldest son, Gavin, he's 20 and he has uh, something called CVID, which is common variable immunodeficiency. And, and basically he has a severely compromised immune system and has to receive donor antibodies twice a week, uh, in order for his body to be able to fight off the things that we would fight off naturally. Uh, so this puts him at a much, much higher risk and, and trying to, um, balance that with everything that's going on around us is very difficult. Um, and, and so what I have done is I have, I've told the kids that we're basically on lockdown and, uh, there's at, at this point in time, I believe there's 26 confirmed cases, uh, in Ohio, uh, several hundred, uh, people are, um, I guess in quarantine waiting for, uh, test results to come back. And the fourth confirmed case, uh, in Ohio ended up being about a mile from my house. And, and that sort of made it really, um, it, it sort of, it sort of impressed upon me the severity of, of what we're dealing with. And, and so what I did was I told the kids that we're going to, we're going to lock down. Um, I, I spent the last two weeks stockpiling food and water and things like that provisions so that, uh, if things do get bad, we don't have to leave the house at least for a few weeks. Um, because anytime we would leave the house or anytime somebody would come to our house or whatever, it, we would be putting Gavin at risk. And I, I can't, I can't do that. So, uh, you know, after talking with their mom, um, we decided that we're going to suspend visits uh, for right now. So there's no going back and forth. Um, we're going to, you know, she's going to call them more frequently and we're going to do video conferencing and stuff like that so that they can still uh, stay in touch without having to put anybody at risk. So, uh, one of the ways that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to manage this is, is to make sure that my kids understand the severity of what's happening, but at the same time, not terrify them because, you know, we need to be prepared, but we don't need to panic. And it's really hard to sort of strike that kind of balance, especially in kids who have high anxiety, um, like my kids do. Um, they, they sort of fear the worst. And so, so what I'm trying to do is make this not a fun experience, but I, w I want it to be a teaching moment, but I need to do it in a way that takes away some of the fear and allows us to do the things that we need to do anyways, but, but do it in a way that is less scary and maybe more fun. Uh, so what we decided to do was, uh, pretend that this is a zombie apocalypse and, you know, we can't go outside, uh, as long as we stay in the house, you know, they can't, they can't get us or whatever. Um, and, and they know zombie apocalypse isn't real and they know that the pandemic is happening, but this sort of frames it in a different way and it makes it less, uh, overwhelming, uh, for them. So, you know, we have our, our stockpile of food and, and provisions and we're just going to, we're going to ration and, uh, we're going to use this time to, to help, um, become more responsible people. And, and so everybody's going to have a responsibility and, uh, you know, we're going to inventory the supplies that we have so we can keep tabs on that. Um, you know, we have batteries in case the power goes out. We have, 
uh, flashlights and and uh, things like that. And I guess the whole point is 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 that in order to get through this, uh, in order to be stuck in the house for as long as we're likely to be stuck in the house without killing each other, we've we've got to find ways to uh, to make this work. So uh, we're doing you know movie nights and uh, game nights, things like that. Um, we're trying to keep, I mean, I'm trying to keep everybody on their, their usual routine as close as we can, which is not very close, but it's close enough. And, you know, everybody's going to do something that pulls, that helps pull their weight. And I want to play to everyone's unique skill set so that, um, everybody can, uh, can, can feel like they have an important role in us getting through this. Uh, and it is, it's scary. You know, I'm, I'm worried because, uh, I don't know that everybody is taking this seriously and, and the people who don't put everyone else at risk. And it's easy to sort of think like, Hey, I'm healthy. I don't have anything to worry about. I might get sick. I might have like flu symptoms or the cold and whatever, but not everybody is in that position. When you have kids or loved ones who have compromised immune systems or who have uh, underlying health conditions that put them at higher risk, it, I'm, it's stressful. It's very, very stressful. And I'm trying not to overreact, but I'm, but I feel like I only have one chance to do this right. And, and so that's, that's sort of where we are right now. You know, uh, we're in sort of a state of lockdown. Nobody's panicking. Everybody's in a good place. Um, we're trying to control how much food is eaten every day so that we can maximize, um, our, our supplies. And, you know, we're coming up with, with ways to improve the house. Uh, while we're stuck here, we're going to come up with some basic, uh, fitness routines that we can do to help, uh, keep ourselves active uh, while we're inside the house. Um, the kids are going to have some schoolwork that's going to be coming back and forth. We have to go once a week to pick up the schoolwork. And then I guess we have to take it back a week later or something. And, you know, take each day, uh, one step at a time. And, and so far we've been doing pretty good. The kids are sleeping at night and that's good. Um, anxiety isn't too out of control. I mean, the kids are bouncing off the walls, but, but you know, I mean, there's only so much you can do. And, you know, I just think that it's important that, that they understand what's happening so that they understand why it's important that we have to wash our hands the right way. Or, um, you know, we sneeze into our, our t- a tissue or, or cough into our arm or something like that. You know, those are things that a lot of times they just tend to overlook. And it's something that we can't overlook right now. And so, you know, it is, it is a process, but we're, we're trying to do it in a, in a way that is productive and, um, just sort of helps everybody to, to make it through this. Um, so I don't know, you know, I, people have been asking for advice. I, I am a terrible person to ask advice from, honestly, because I really don't know what I'm doing. Um, I guess if I, if I have to recommend things, uh, to you guys, um, it's that you take this very seriously, uh, distance yourself 
um, wash your hands, uh, limit um, any type of travel that's absolutely that isn't absolutely necessary. Uh, you know, one of the biggest things that we have to do is make sure that the information that we're getting is from reliable sources. Uh, and so you need to really focus on things like, um, public health officials. Uh, somebody I follow, Dr. Tara Smith, she was on the podcast a couple weeks back or a couple months back. Uh, she's an expert in this area and, and a phenomenal source of information and reliable information. So I'll put her, her, uh, link in the, in the, uh, in the show notes below, follow her on Twitter. Uh, and, and you can get reliable, factual, scientifically sound medical information. Um, you know, follow some of her colleagues. She's connected with a lot of people, follow the Cleveland clinic, Akron children's hospital, uh, Mayo clinic, uh, Johns Hopkins, all of these reputable places that, that, that have sound advice, the CDC. I know people are sort of whatever about that currently, and I don't blame you. Um, but, but, but avoid, avoid Facebook and, and conspiracy and things like that and get your information from reliable sources. That's so important. Um, I guess I don't really know what else to say. I I think that, well, I know that we're going to get through this and I know that it's scary and that life is, is probably never going to be the same. We've entered a period of time now that is going to change everything as we go forward. Um, and we have to adapt, you know, we have to adapt. So, so please take this seriously, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, be prepared. Don't panic, get your information from reliable sources and, and try and use this as a teaching moment for your kids. Find ways of, of helping them learn something from this because when we keep them distracted or, or occupied, it, it, it helps them not to be afraid and just be good leaders, you know, for your family. And that's really all we can do right now. Uh, and wash your hands. That's really important. Wash your hands. Uh, so I guess that's it uh, for right now. I said I would keep this short. Uh, I was able to sneak away for a few minutes and, and uh, and get this done. So please take care of yourselves. Uh, I'm going to try and update relatively frequently because I I think it's important that people have a distraction uh, right now. So uh, I guess stay tuned, be careful, um, stay safe, wash those hands, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Autistic kids can sometimes struggle to learn new skills such as riding a bike, reading, or simply having a conversation to a high level of proficiency and automaticity. Brainiac is a brain enhancement program that gets to the root of the problem. It builds stronger brain and body connections that elevate learning capacity within four to six months. Brainiac cross-trains motor movement, visual, auditory, and cognitive thinking connections using fun, interactive video games. Strength and connections allow kids to learn new skills and perform them automatically with more confidence and greater independence. Brainiac is for homes and schools. Visit canoe.com, that's K-I-N-U-U dot com, and be sure to use the code THEAUTISMDAT at checkout to save $500. It's a limited time offer and it will expire on May 31st.